podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday after Liverpool 2, Ajax 1 in the Champions League. We are much more joyous today than we could have been. The Reds lined up with Alisson in goal, Trent at right back, Costas at left back, Joel Matip next to Virgil in the middle, Harvey Elliott, Fabinho and Thiago in midfield, Mo Salah, Diogo Jota and Luis Diaz up front the first time that front three had started together. Liverpool began the game quite well, playing on the front foot, playing with the dreaded word intensity, playing with purpose. Thiago immediately getting us moving, his passing, his vision, his intelligence, setting the tone for the Reds. Liverpool went 1-0 up on 16 minutes through Salah. Long ball from Alisson. Great header by Luis Diaz. Clever layoff by Diogo Jota. And Salah finished past the very, very old man in the Ajax goal. Um, We should have made it two. We could have made it three. We were peppering their goal. They were trying to slow the game down. We saw time-wasting within the first 25 minutes. But on 27, they equalised Mohamed Kudus with <clears throat> an outstanding finish, it must be said. Poor from Liverpool. Harvey doesn't track his runner. He makes a run beyond Trent. Matip comes out to meet him down by the corner flag or in that general region. Trent, I believe decides to cover the cutback to the left-back, who's Daly Blind. And Stephen Bergvine, who had sort of dropped into the space behind Harvey, makes a run into the central area. Harvey's not, of it, not aware of him, doesn't track the runner, too focused on the ball. Trent, too focused on the ball, trying to cut out a pass that would have been far less dangerous. And Fabinho, not quick enough to react Ball played into Bergvine. Kudus takes it off his toes and lashes into the top corner. Past Allison, who could do absolutely nothing with it. That was the only shot they had on target in the entire game. Which will tell you something of the dominance of Liverpool, who had 24 shots to their three and 10 on target to their one. 58% of the ball. They obviously had 42%. They committed 19 fouls and yet somehow only got two yellow cards. Kudus handled the ball four times and wasn't booked. Very, very strange refereeing performance. 
But we had to wait until the 89th minute to get our winner. A Joel Matip header from a Costas corner. Initially, wasn't it didn't appear a goal as Tadic managed to head it away, but the goal line technology worked and showed the ball had crossed the line. And then the other camera angles obviously showed that it had crossed the line. So Joel Matip it was the match winner for us. I think, in general, mostly everybody played pretty well. Um, Ali had very little to do, but what he did, he did well. His distribution was good. His handling was good. He claimed a couple of crosses really well and got us moving in the opposite direction. Trent had that one moment for their goal where he he's not necessarily to blame, but he could do better. There's been lots of big-brained analysis from you know, the likes of Rio Ferdinand in the aftermath, um, which is just, it's literal garbage, absolute garbage. Um, second half, Trent was outstanding defensively. 1v1, he stopped Bergvain three or four times in really impressive fashion. Uh, Matip played well. Uh, his ball carrying was his most prominent attribute in this game as it often is he didn't have a, a ton to do defensively but when he picked the ball up and ran at them they had no real idea how to deal with him Virgil looked close to his best I thought he had a very good game was more decisive more aggressive in this game had a couple of good headed opportunities as well probably should have scored one of them Costas had a very good game at left back defensively he was quite strong his crossing was good, was accurate. He got into good positions, his touch, his ball carrying, all very good. Harvey struggled a bit, especially off the ball. He was poor off the ball, lost all five of his jewels, uh, failed to complete a dribble as well, which is unusual for him. He looked like a boy playing with men. He just he looked small, he looked skinny, he didn't look like he had the physicality for that kind of game. Uh, I thought Fabinho was excellent. I'll come back to Thiago. I thought Mo had a pretty good game. Got his goal, was involved in a lot of our best build-up play. Jota had a really impressive game. Uh, first time this season that he's looked like himself. And hopefully we can get back to Diogo Jota that we saw in the first half of last season when he scored 14 goals before January 1st. Uh, it should be pointed out, he got seven goals and six assists after January 1st. So this idea that he fell off a massive cliff isn't really true. He wasn't nearly as good, but he was still pretty good. And I thought Luis Diaz had a good game. Uh, got himself into some good positions. Was a constant thorn in their side. Took the game to their defenders every time he had the opportunity to. Klopp's first change saw... Bobby for Harvey and Darwin for Jota. Jota, obviously only back from injury, probably had a minute's restriction on the game. And like I said, Harvey had struggled. So he understood both substitutions. I would have preferred to have seen Fabio Carvalho for Harvey because we did move to 4-2-3-1. And that's the third game in a row we've done that. And I just thought Carvalho with his little burst of pace and his ability to get into goal-scoring positions from that deeper role without defenders really noticing that he's there. Something he did brilliantly at Fulham was just kind of ghost into positions 
with defenders failing to track him, I thought he could have made a big difference because we were able to run off the back of their midfield because Alvarez, while he's a good player, isn't the quickest. Berghaus doesn't really have the the best defensive awareness and Kenneth Taylor can't cover everything. Thiago had run off the back of them a couple of times and they couldn't catch him. So they probably wouldn't have caught Fabio, who's really quick. Bobby, though, is very slow. So they were more able to deal with him. Uh, I thought Darwin played well. He had a rough kind of first five minutes because the game was being played at a decent a decent clip. He came on. His touch was a little bit off. But as I've said before, and I said this on Raw, he's played so little football this year. He's only up to about 270 minutes in the first team now, and that includes the Community Shield. So he just doesn't have any rhythm. And most of the minutes he's played have been in a bad team, playing really poor stuff. Fulham, they were awful. He came on, rescued the game. Palace, we played pretty well, but not great. Everton, we were generally dreadful. And Napoli, we were appalling. So, you know, the only time he's been in the team when it's been playing well was the City game, and he tore them apart. And then he came on last night, and I thought he caused Ajax a lot of problems with his movement, with his willingness to run the channels. His hold-up play was pretty good. And once he settled into the game, I really did think he looked like he belonged. And the other thing to factor in as well, inclusive of last night, he's played less than 60 minutes with Trent, Thiago, and Salah all on the pitch with him. I mean, he they're the players who are going to create the chances for him. You look at Haaland. Take away De Bruyne. What would Haaland be doing? Standing around scratching. Haaland needs De Bruyne, Bernardo, Gundogan, Foden, Canseo. He needs all of these players to get him chances. And the difference between Haaland and Darwin is that the players around Haaland are playing well, that the team around him is playing well, and that they're creating boatloads of chances for him. Because he himself is not playing particularly well. People get too wrapped up in goals equal good performance. But that's not the case. You take the goals out of Haaland's performance and actually just watch him play, and you really won't be impressed. This season, now, once he settles and, and everything clicks a bit better, I think people will be impressed with Haaland, obviously. But goals mask a lot of things. You look at the game against West Ham. He did nothing. Then he won a penalty and scored it. Then he got a second goal. And outside of that, didn't really do anything. Look at the Newcastle game. He was atrocious, but he scored. Even against Palace, his first half display was absolutely abysmal. So he's getting the opportunities and he's got players around him who can elevate him. We have players who can elevate Darwin, but they haven't been playing well. We haven't been playing well. If Darwin had five or six goals, nobody would be saying a word, even if he was playing the exact same way. But goals colour people's opinions so much. And look, it's kind of understandable when it's a striker. But goals don't equate to a good performance. There's more to it than that, in my view, anyway. And 
I think Darwin is showing more than enough to suggest that we've once again made a good decision in bringing him to the club. Um, we got our goal in the 89th minute through Joel. And, oh, was I going to go back and talk about Thiago? I was going to go back and talk about Thiago, wasn't I? Um, Thiago was outstanding last night. By far the best player on the pitch. Ajax just couldn't cope with him at all. Couldn't find him picking up little bits of space, manipulating the ball, manipulating their defence, pinging things left and right. The one dummy step over that he did in a central area to leave the ball for Costas, just mind-blowing, genius-level stuff from the great Spaniard, who just makes everything work for us. Like We look like a football team again with him on the pitch yesterday. And we haven't really looked like a football team since the Community Shield. So, as long as he is fit, we will be fine. We will be absolutely fine. I think it's worth saying that that's a good Ajax team with a lot of good players who will likely move on to, you know, richer clubs not bigger clubs because not many bigger clubs than my ex but richer clubs like the right back ranch is quality timber and bassey are both set for big careers i think bassey had probably one of his worst games that i've seen last night he really struggled with mo that says more about mo than about bassey though taylor's very good and i think kudu's impressed basically everybody last night should point out that there has been the usual lying about Liverpool fans in certain corners of the media regarding the moment's silence. So it's important to understand. It's not a a minute silence. It's a moment of silence. That can be 20 seconds, 40 seconds, however long. It was almost impeccably observed almost impeccably there is a camera angle from the main stand obviously the the tv camera angle the 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 static camera and you can hear four or five people making noise and it is literally four or five distinctive people making noise and hundreds of people around them shushing them while everybody else stands in silence. That was really well observed. And do not allow a couple of crap journalists and a couple of shitheads who support other clubs to try and paint it any other way. Compare and contrast to the minute silence at Sporting versus Spurs where Spurs fans made far more noise than Liverpool fans, despite Spurs being the away team and only having a couple of thousand fans there. There was 25 times more Liverpool fans at Anfield last night than there was Spurs fans in Lisbon. And yet the Liverpool fans observed it far better than the Spurs fans. And don't allow anyone to tell you otherwise. Um... This is Anfield, obviously has plenty of coverage. Should point out, Basetic came on for the last couple of minutes to replace Thiago. Uh, didn't really have much involvement in the game, but nice for him to get a run out. 
Milner came on for Diaz on about 90, 91, and gave me heart palpitations. Managed to give the ball away multiple times and just looked completely dead legged. So the the Milner thing needs to come to an end, Jurgen. Plenty to read on This Is Anfield about the game. Piece about Thiago, piece about Jota. Uh, Liverpool's brave late win, the first step in recovery, says Jurgen Klopp. Uh, welcome step in the right direction. Media reactions to Liverpool's 2-1 win. Uh, a much-needed response, five talking points from the game. Over on Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp knows reality behind Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold contradiction after Ajax. Just such garbage, absolute garbage. Um, not the not the piece. I'm sure the piece is fine, but this idea that his performance needs to come under scrutiny. The guy played really well. It was the best performance he's put in all season. There was a goal conceded that was not just his fault and wasn't really his fault anyway. Uh, Liverpool should repeat Chelsea transfer trick for Lionel Messi, teammate ideal for Jurgen Klopp. This is Alexis McAllister, who I'd very much be in favour of bringing in and moulding as a Thiago successor. Uh, Liverpool should be among suitors as Chelsea contact contract rebel ruins Todd Bowley's transfer trick. This is about N'Golo Kante. Liverpool shouldn't consider N'Golo Kante, not at the age that he's at. It would just be foolish. Graham Potter and Chelsea send Liverpool transfer hope in 42 million pursuit as January path clears. This is about Moises Casado, who I'm hopeful will be our top target in January. Uh, FSG should replace two Liverpool stars in one with 13.5 million move. Jurgen Klopp would love. Liverpool are still to replace Taki Minamino and Divock Origi, but could do so with an extremely extremely versatile player who is exactly Jurgen Klopp's type. Now, I would argue that Carvalho replaces, uh, replaces Divock. Or sorry, replaces um, Taki. So the player here is is Silas from Stuttgart. Um, he's he was looking the absolute business a couple of years ago, and he suffered a bad knee injury, and he hasn't really recovered from it. He hasn't really been the same player since. A uh, cruciate r- ligament rupture in 2021, in November 2021. Sorry, it was in March 2021, and he was back around November time. So he's back fairly quick. But he just hasn't looked 100% since. He did miss 11 games last season because of a shoulder injury. He just hasn't looked the same player Yes. Now, he may well get back to that level. And if he does, I would certainly be in favour of looking to bring him in. Like, before he blew out his knee that season, he had 13 goals and five assists, playing primarily as a wide player. 
Um, last season, only nine appearances and nine appearances in the league and didn't play in the Cups, didn't score, didn't assist, 272 minutes. He basically lost all of last season as well. It just hasn't looked great this season. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against it if the price was right. I'll tell you who I would take is Mohamed Kudus. People, a lot of people have talked about Liverpool needing uh, a backup for Mo, <clears throat> a successor for Mo, potentially. Wouldn't he be someone you'd want to look at? And what else is here? Liverpool should heed Ajax and Everton transfer hint. Oh, yeah, this is about Kudus. Uh, so that's fine. Liverpool could have signed Erling Haaland as Jude Bellingham price way more than expected. This is going to be some tripe. Uh, Ajax boss pays high compliment. Alfred Schroeder was full of compliments for Liverpool after the game, which was nice to see. Uh, Liverpool could have got Haaland. Uh, a a Molda scout says we looked at him when he was at Molda, but I mean, there's no guarantee that if we bought him then he would be the same player as he is now. Bellingham race hots up. Oh, oh, Fabrizio Romano on his YouTube channel has uh, said the price will be higher. The guy doesn't know anything. Anything. On AnfieldIndex.com, there is player ratings from last night by Stephen Smith. Allison gets a 7. Trent gets a 7. Costas gets an 8. Virgil gets a 7. Matip gets a 9. Fabinho gets a 7. Harvey gets a 6. Thiago gets a 9. Mo gets a 7. Jota gets a 7. Diaz a 7. Darwin and Bobby get sixes. Jurgen gets a seven. Milner and Bastic weren't on long enough to get any kind of gratings. He has picked Joel as man of the match, and I just have to disagree because Thiago was the best player on the pitch by a considerable margin. Uh, we did do Raw last night. Myself, Trev, and Harry Setti entitled Matipping Point. Trev loves puns and plays on words, so it's his fault. Um, that's it. That's me for today, folks. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy watching Champions League games with no stress. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.